Gravity was really holding me down, man. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. She wasn't wearing anything. Oh, man. Did you see her breasts? Don't you want to see me? That's why his body fell apart. The value. All gash, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like money, though. Yeah. It's just the way they talk to chicks into it. You'd love 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 it. Oh, my God. Oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god. Is it Tuesday again? Can you believe it's already Token Tuesday? It is. And you are back in the bowl for another episode of Bowl After Bowl. Hard to believe, but it is December 28th, 2021. The final bowl of the year. Episode number 124. I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. And you are a bowler. Congratulations. Pat yourself on the back. Good job, bowlers. Pack yourself a bowl and celebrate. Made it through a whole nother year. Can you believe it? Yeah, I can believe it. I can believe it. I can believe it only because I'm looking right now at the day at the calendar. Yeah. Time keeps on slipping into the future. It does indeed slip. Uh, And, you know, we can never make it happen without all of the wonderful people that help put this thing together. You want to thank them? Yes, let's thank them. Let's thank them. We always start out by thanking them because, you know us, if we wait too long, we'll just totally forget everything, Uh, get too far behind the curtain. That's what happens when you go behind the curtain. You get all lost in the supermarket, can no longer shop happily. You know how it goes. Uh, So that's why we stop, pump the brakes, and thank everybody for the value they contribute to the show right up front at the top, right when we get started. Because it's a value-for-value show, you know? It's coming at everybody across the internet. On an RSS feed, that means you can subscribe to it, you can listen to your heart's content. Uh, All that we ask in return is that you remember the first rule of being a smoker. First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time. And so we ask that if you get value out of the show, you take that value and you turn it around and you return it in some form. Uh, Time, talent, and treasure, like these people did. And we're going to start off uh, with Matt, who's our executive uh, producer for today. Yay, Matt. Buddy Matt, always at the KC meetups, he says, here's some fiat value for BAB and a late Merry Christmas to you and Lorian. Thank oh, you, Matt. Merry Christmas, Matt. 4233, sir. Woo! A couple of magic numbers there side very by side. Very cool. So we appreciate that very much. And we've got a couple of uh, stonations floating on in. Of course, uh, Mr. John Fletcher with his monthly stonation, 420. All right, Fletcher. Spark one up. Thank then you, sir. We also have... Sir Chris Vox. Oh, Chris Vox. Coming in again. Another stonation. He says, greetings from Sir Chris Vox here in the failed state of Minnesota nuts. Oh. <laughs> Sorry about uh, Minnesota, but uh, cheers. Cheers to the stonation. Thank you very much. We also uh, want to say thank you to our boosters <coughs> and streamers. If you're boosting or streaming sats on the new podcasting 2.0 value system, 
you can go to newpodcastapps.com and check out one of these futuristic podcast apps where you can stream little pieces of Bitcoin. A birdie told me that uh, there was a absolute bonanza end of the year sale going on right now. Bitcoin at 47940 All right. as I speak. So get yourself some Bitcoin stock up for next year. A little dip. A little dip to buy. We love it. And we love the people. 5,000 sats came in from C-dubs. Oh, thanks, C-dubs. Uh, and 5,000 sats came in from Cotton Gin. Yeah, Cotton Gin. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, both fellas. Uh, I guess I should read these really quickly. Uh, I did want to mention, Helipad got an update, and uh, Dave put out version 0.1.5, and as soon as uh, I had re- been reminded about that yesterday in a two- I just was working all the rest of the... <laughs> I just started working on trying to get it to work in this script that we had built uh, to install it on RaspyBlitz. And uh, being an idiot, it took me way too long and it was overcomplicating things unnecessarily. But I just was like, I don't know, I started uh, right around 420 or something like that. And then the next time I looked at the clock, like five hours had gone by. <laughs> and I was just... You know, I was plugging away, but I was also getting distracted on these or that things. But you know how you get into these stupid computer projects and then they just spiral and suck your time away. And then yes. you're like, oh my God, I missed a bunch of things I wanted to do. Yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't uh, my usual trolley self because I was working, just plugging away at a computer. <laughs> I don't even know if I can call this work. I was just failing at getting Helipad to run on my on my Raspy Blitz. Um, but I did in, indeed finally get it going. So that was cool. Um it's acting strange, though. I noticed that uh, the display will show me, like, the recent boosts, and then if you scroll back, then you hit, like, I can see up to eight hours ago, and then it goes from eight hours ago to four weeks ago, and there's, like, Ooh. a big gap in between. Now, that's that was happening on the old inst. It's been happening for, like, about a week, I've noticed this behavior, and it actually, I'm still getting the recent boosts and I've gotten everything since I made this new version work, since I made 0.1.5 work, because I finally got it going today. Uh, all of my efforts yesterday were unsuccessful, but it's rolling now and uh, of course I, we've got Cotton Gin's boost up here. Yes. And he says, oh yeah, we're doing this thing live now, huh? That was his uh, 5,000 sat boost. Boost? Uh... We're doing it live. With C-dubs, I was just scrolling through my um, my old script here that kind of parses them out because, like I said, the some of these are disappearing into the ether. So we have to kind of look at the uh, directly parsed messages in order to get to the one from C-dubs that we're looking for. The one from C-dubs that we're looking for. I know it's in here. There it is. I knew it wouldn't be that hard. It just says, Merry Christmas, C-dubs. Oh, Merry Christmas, C-dubs. So thank you. And Merry Christmas to you as well. And Happy New Year. Appreciate it very much. Appreciate it. So uh, do you have to update the readme instructions you guys did? Right now it still points at 0.1.4. And I'm trying to work with C-dubs to get what we want it to look like on 0.1.5. He was playing with the idea of maybe we do a Docker image deployment for the Raspy Blitz as well. Because that's how the uh, Umbral stuff works. Um but I don't know yet. We're still kind of working on it. We just finally, or at least I should say, I just finally got it to work. Uh, I'm not sure on his side what it's been looking like. So we should uh, we should have it updated. But I also want to say thank you very, very much to Bags. Yes. For making today's incredible artwork for this episode. Yes. Check out the episode art he made for us. 
It is epic. Yes. Epic. Epic artwork. Uh, the frame around it says on-chain, off-chain, cocaine, shit stain, which is a great one. Got a wolf blowing smoke. The curtain is in there. You got the curtain in the background. It's a nice soft touch. Got a big titty Lorian. Yeah. You've got all the elements that make a really good... Uh, a ball going down the lanes for a strike. Yes. So good. And uh, the color scheme, of course, our favorite, the purple green going on. Yes, with a flash of gold. So thank you for that, Bags. It's beautiful. It's epic. So... You can check out all of his artwork, or most of it at least, at Bags Draws on Instagram, and I will have a link in the show notes. Yes, indeed. Your talent is very much appreciated as a form of value here at Bowl After Bowl. That's right. And if you start uh, selling stuff with that image on it, I will buy something 100%. Oh, yeah. That's something I would like wear around, no doubt. Easily. Easily. If I had like a zip-up hoodie of that. Oh, with it on the back? Absolutely, uh, yeah. Out of this world, man. Out of this world, I'm telling you. Yeah. Just looks so absolutely pro. So good. Because Bags is an absolute pro. Thank you, Bags. You're the shit, man. Uh, So that... uh, that's our group for this this episode. Appreciate that. And um, if you want to support us, just go to bowlafterbowl.com, and uh, there is a donate link for the PayPals. And uh, like I said before, you can stream Sats or Boostergram from any of those apps that say value when you go to newpodcastapps.com. And uh, that's what we got going. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. It's been a crazy year, and uh, it's great to see all you bowlers. And we've just been growing and, uh, and rolling along. Yep. Bowl after bowling. Bowl after bowling, indeed. Well, it wouldn't be a bowl after bowl if we didn't confuse you with a little. I was re reminded, <coughs> excuse me, of the on chain, off chain, cocaine shit stain nature of the game last night as we were trying to hook up to, uh, Sir Bimrose. So he's got a node, but of course he's he doesn't want anything that you can click on, of course. So he's just running everything through uh, LNCLI. And uh, I don't even really actually know how it works if you just, you know, DIY it. Um, I'm just not that deep in the, in the nerdery of everything. But he's running everything just through command line uh, on, a, on a machine. It's not like its own little Raspberry Pi that has its own little Umbral software or Raspberry Blitz software or any other, you know. He just put it together. He just put it together himself. A little DIY stuff. Like a boss. And uh, he's been fretting about getting on-chain funds on this node so that he can open the channel so they can start receiving. And I've, I've been trying to explain the inbound liquidity thing versus outbound. And, you know, we were kind of like, if we can find your node... If we have your IP at socket address, we should just be able to open a channel to you and then you'll have inbound liquidity, which means you'd be able to receive stuff via Keysin, which means you'd be able to, you know, put a value tag in your stuff and people will just be able to shoot stuff to you on chain or I mean off chain or I mean cocaine. But anyway, um, I think C-Dubs initiated a channel open to him last night. So sometime... After the show slash tomorrow, we're going to be testing, testing to Bimrose. Sending him boots, boosts, boosts to the, uh, the Angry Tech News podcast. So look out for that. That should be awesome. But uh, yeah, Sir Bimrose, you need some uh, channel lessons. 
on-chain, off-chain. Uh, help a brother out. Send him some uh, channel lessons. I'm sure he will absolutely appreciate that. 500,000 capacity ring of fire. Number three. We're in progress now. People are opening channels. Woohoo. Got our six selected. I sent the email out. I got your email. I finally didn't lie about doing it. Um... I was like, I can't have another show where I sit down and say, oh, it's going to be another week. So I got it done, despite running around doing a lot of other project stuff. Uh, I got it I got it opened up. So I'm going to open my channel tonight because, lo and behold, I drug my feet and the, the mempool just filled up yesterday like crazy. Got to think it's maybe just an after-holiday bump. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's starting to clear out. Actually, it's, uh, wow, there's only eight blocks pending right now. So... Wow, only eight blocks, eh? Only eight blocks pending. Yeah, it was up to like 20 plus for the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, I know, it was 18 when I looked earlier. Looks like four just fired off within the last 24 minutes, so... Yeah, things are clearing out. Things are clearing out, and uh, one sat transactions are finally clearing again. And we're going to open up some cheap channels, man. Open up, open up some cheap channels. I like that idea. Always want to keep it low. Keep those fees low if you can get away with it, so... um. That's the plan. That's the plan. You've got a channel to open? I do. To Are you opening to Cold Acid? Uh, I'm opening to Able, I think. I could be wrong. Uh, that might be right. You might be opening to Able. I, I'm opening your email now. Yeah, I'm opening to Able. Cold, open to me. There you go. And yeah. I am opening to Able. Yeah, the awesome... Uh... Oh, Cold Acid's opening to you. Yes. I knew it was something like that. You know, you make so many of these and... Just, you know, it's impossible to keep track. Impossible. Sometimes but hey, you just fall into a podcast ring of fire. It's true. You can just fall into it. Fall in. Sometimes you fall into a value for value album project too. Yeah. So this is finally live. Uh, our uh, Abel Kirby and Mine's album. Uh, Abel and the Wolf is the band name. And if you go to abelandthewolf.com, you can check out some info about it. It's kind of like a little press release i'm gonna write the abouts this week we've we just figured that the uh the placeholder text was cute enough to just leave for a laugh for the for the launch um but yeah the value for value page on that just kind of talks about the mission and what we actually aim to accomplish here and why we're doing this and we really do we want to leverage this new value system for music and we know it can be leveraged for just about any digital content that you can think of. Uh, the value for value model has worked so well for podcasting, but we really believe that just about anything published digitally where you have a low set upfront cost and an unlimited supply once you publish, uh, this is kind of what value for value models tailored to. And um, we, we wanted a use case. We wanted to do it. So that's out there. You should be able to search the album's name, Stay a While, or our band name, Abel and the Wolf, in any podcast player now and be able to find it. Um, any of the good ones will see it on the podcast index and pick it up. Uh, you'll be able to stream sats to it, obviously, and all of the value-enabled apps, so check those out. It wasn't working for a while in Breeze. I'm happy to report we fixed the feed issues that uh, were causing it to be rejected in Breeze and I think one other app that was brought to my attention uh, a one sauce was telling me about it and I can't remember the app off the top of my head, but uh, long story short, it was, a an issue with one of the tags and I fixed it and it's working now. So all of that should be good. And I really appreciate all of the, uh, great feedback that it, that's been getting 
and people playing it on their shows. Uh, feel free, by the way, to play it on your show if you'd like to. Um, yeah, it's just been a really fun time and uh, also cool working with all the different artists for the tracks. I know you did two tracks. Yeah. And uh, album art for the Stay a While, and then when it came back at the end, the Stay a While reprise. Yes. I got two birds stoned at once. Yes. With my art. Exactly. Well done. Well done. Yeah, that's so cool. been, uh, that's it, been a whirlwind, man. Yeah. No joke. Mainly just writing the site and making sure everything was right because, you know, we did do the full stack uh, course and people have heard me talk about that on the show before. Um, and it's one thing to just make some f- projecty crap, you know, like for a school assignment. Yeah. And homework. deploy it while somebody's holding your hand, walking you through it. And it's another to like uh, try to put together a website for something you're actually doing that has real life. Uh, you know, it has to work. People are like out there visiting it, you know, Yep. in the wild. Like the, the stuff I deployed for school, it was just like barely seen, you know, it wasn't spread around. So this is kind of the first uh, real test of something I built from scratch. So. It's going to be, it's going to remain a work in progress, I think, just like any web project is, but uh, as far as the music and the feed and the display and all of the apps and how everything's coming together and the uh, uh, what people are giving us for feedback, I really love it. Uh, it's been, it's been touching and everybody's pretty positive. I did have an air uh, I'll talk a little bit about on the next Ablecraft when we do one, but uh, it was funny if anybody noticed one of the songs, I don't know why, but when I uploaded it to my server, instead of instead of overriding it, like appended the file, and Whoa. so I had one song that was just triple layered in there. Whoa! And so if you heard, if you heard one of the Abel and the Wolf songs, and it like repeats itself three times, <coughs> that wasn't an artistic decision. That was just <laughs> some kind of a server error on my part. That I, was an oopsie poopsie. I goofed up the song. Some people said uh, that they liked it. They thought it was. Uh, it worked. It thought it worked. That it thought it was, you know, they're like, wow. <coughs> I looked at the time on it and I was like, wow, he somehow made stretched this out to be almost 12 minutes long, huh? And I was just like leaning back listening. And uh, no, turns out, turns out I goofed up <laughs> somehow <laughs> on my side on the server. So that's fixed now. Um, yeah, everything should be working smoothly now. And that's the beauty of uh, f- the doing something for the first time. <laughs> it's, you know, you don't really know what's going to break about it until you try it. So appreciate all feedback, both, uh, you know, a lot of people are into it, but also if there's something concerning or confusing, please let us know because it may, it turns out it may not be on purpose. Uh, so, but yes. I, yeah, I think it all came together pretty well. I mean, I was with you on the back end watching you cram to get the website oh, up yeah. and whatnot. There's nothing about... Uh, Christmas nothing, Eve deadline. It's nothing like that uh, That last stretch Yeah. to get us across the finish line. Yep. Hey, hey, it's uh, it's out there. It's live. So that's the important part. But man. We made our deadline. Yep. Great album. Great music. Great artwork. The art is so cool that people pitched in for it. I love it. There's like wow. a lot of diversity in the art too. It's just so amazing what a talented community we are a part <clears> of. <throat> you know? Just, just cast a line and there they are. It is great, for sure. And I really hope, more than anything else, I hope that it's like a catalyst or a spark that, uh, you know, yeah, lights future projects, too. I mean, anybody out there who's an independent artist, 
can self-publish an album just like we did. All you need are the MP3 files and uh, to put it on an RSS feed, you know. That's all. Yeah. You can even, really, you could even do it and use a service like Satoshi's Stream if you don't have your own node. Like, that's the beauty of this whole protocol and the the whole uh, podcasting 2.0 system, the whole lightning value system, all of it. It's all permissionless. You don't need to have an account or get approved or ask anybody. You just put together something and then turn it on. If If it's live and it's served, the apps will see it, the apps will read it, people can stream value to it immediately, right when it's on, right when those files are online. So it's it's pretty cool. You can cut out a hell of a lot of middlemen, you know? A hell of a, there's no pitch meetings, there's no uh how are we going to get this past the board or through the sensors? There's none of that shit. If you want it and you like it and you made it, you can put it on an RSS feed, you can put it on the internet and you can have value stream to it. Everything is uh ripe. Yeah, that's awesome. What a time we're living in. Uh, it's it's fantastic. Saying fuck you to big music, big industry. I'll do it myself. Yeah. And it's great because anyone can share it and you can play it anywhere. You yeah. know? Play it in a bar. Play it on the radio. Play it on another podcast. Who cares? You know, just out there for all to enjoy. That's right. And give value back to you forever and ever. Yeah, it's, pr- it's pretty cool. Um, and my future tension will be eventually after this new year rolls around. Because, God, I just, this whole week, man, I've been drained. We've been a little under the weather. Well, yeah, that comes with the cramming, I think. Yeah. That uh, spiritual rush, rush, get the website together. We just need a week to kind of kick uh, back and breathe deep and just not do much. Yes, and that's this week. We've got no bowls with buds <laughs> for the next week. We've got nothing really to, nothing really super pressing to do. So, woo! So we'll, yeah, we'll be back in tip top shape next Tuesday. That's right. We'll be back kicking more ass, but man, kind of yeah. caught up over this past weekend and the Christmas and the, you know, we, I had the album release on Christmas Eve and then right away I started smoking a brisket and burned ends to bring up my dad's the next day, Christmas Day. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, yeah, as you can obviously hear, we both have a little something. I can't really tell what. Just kind of like a you know, your your annual holiday cold uh-huh. kind of thing. Yeah, plus it was 70-something degrees Christmas Eve and then like 50 degrees. And then it dropped to like 30-something and now it was back up to 60 today. And whenever the seasons change, my allergies just pop out. So I was leaning towards that. Well, yeah, it kind of but... started off as that. And I had, the, <laughs> uh, I had my asthma going for a while, which uh, has been a quite a while since I had any asthma issues, actually. And it turned into this persistent cough thing, and meh. But just uh, just a little under the weather kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, we're Okay, I'm looking for my vitamin D3, because <laughs> I know, I know, zinc, D3, gotta get on the, uh, you know, the train just in case, taking care of myself. And here I am, in between your dad's house for Christmas and here, all this traveling we've been doing, and now I'm like, where's my vitamins? I have no <laughs> idea where I put my freaking vitamins. Right. Not a good time to be know, looking for my be, D3. need to be smashing but, all the vitamins. Well, I smashed some orange <laughs> juice. I got the uh, the zinc. Um, and this is, this is the first time that I can remember in my life that I cannot smell or taste anything. Yeah, no smell Which taste. isn't a good sign. 
Right. I don't. I don't know what that's all about. But well, there was also you know uh, my dad was going to go up to his parents' place right after Christmas, and then everybody up there in the family is all tested positive for the Kufarunis. Oh yeah. No, we don't do no tests. No. We don't do. That's a surefire way to test positive by testing. Right. So for us, we can't get a coof because you can't, you know, because you don't test. Back in 2019, there was this thing we talked about called cold. (laughs) Yeah, the the common cold. The common cold, so. It was was a common occurrence. Yeah. We also had a flu. We had lots of stuff. Lots of interesting stuff. Yeah, that make you cough and whatever. I don't know. No one in the house has a fever. The kids are fine. Yeah. Like, none of the kids are, uh, I think, overnight, our eldest had a little coughing and mucus, but now she's fine, so it's just us. Just yeah. us. And, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense, because we've been running around, like, even crazier. I mean, we were always running around like idiots, but uh, kind of hit, a, it it hit a, a peak. peak. It hit yeah. a peak this past week, for sure. Uh, but it was very worth it. Very worth it. There's a lot we got accomplished in the last week. It's sort of amazing to look back at it. Sort of amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, uh, also amazing. We had a little uh, Christmas blessing Ah, uh, last week. That was an odd story. Our little Christmas Eve miracle. (laughs) So we had to go out on, was that Christmas Eve or was it the night before Christmas Eve? It was Christmas Eve. Eve. Oh my gosh. So Abel and the Wolf was live. We had had just launched the album, but we hadn't recorded Abelcraft yet for that. Ah. And interestingly, we recorded that Christmas Eve, but... We waited till Monday morning to release that that particular episode. Gotcha. So our girls wanted to get gifts for each other this year, which is great and wonderful. And I wanted to foster that. So took them out on Christmas Eve to get some goodies for each other. And then with all the other running around and craziness going on, we're just looking at each other like, what are we doing for dinner? What the hell is the dinner plan? And you had... A $10 gift card to Quick Trip yeah. that you had gotten from your dad at some point. So you're like... Like a uh, month or two ago, somewhere in there. Yeah. You're just like, ah, fuck it. Let's go to Quick Trip. They got the, you know, little deli or area, whatever. Get something off the roller grill. <laughs> I'm wondering why we have the cold eating off the <laughs> roller grill. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Well, it started by then for sure. Yeah. So we go into the Quick Trip. And we pick out... Ain't nothing wrong with a roller grill, <laughs> goddammit. We pick out some food, us and the kiddos. And then we're standing in line, and a man is like, oh, go ahead in front of me. We're like, okay, all right. He's got a hot dog and a bottle of uh, Mountain Dew or something. So we get, we get in front of him. This lady's buying her Powerball tickets in front of us, and finally she makes her purchase and leaves. We put our stuff down on the counter, and he comes up and puts his stuff down next to us, and then is just like, this is all together to the per- the employee so uh spence is like oh you you don't have to you know and i'm like oh wow thanks merry christmas and the man turns to me and says thank yahweh and then just goes on his merry way yeah. and that's the first time someone has uh given me a yahweh blessing yeah i've never uh i've never heard someone say yahweh out never, loud never heard anybody tell me to thank yahweh that was an interesting one. Yeah, very interesting. Little Christmas Eve miracle. Yeah. So, so I still got the So we still get that 10 bucks to Quick Trip. Yeah. Gotta love it. More roller girls in our future. <laughs> oh, man. My wheeze. Ugh. Ugh. Ugh.
like at least I'm not sounding like that freaking maniac. Yeah. Well, it's all right. We're we're gonna power through it tonight, baby. We are. We got the power. We're keeping them strong. You know who else has the power? Who's that? The Public Health Agency of Canada, because they were secretly tracking 33 million phones during the lockdown. Ooh, I saw this one. Yeah, I saw this one too, and it was magic number, and I was like, oh yes, of course. Yeah, so uh, they were, uh, of course, assessing the public's responsiveness to the lockdown measures, and uh, they bought location and movement data from the Canadian telecom giant TELUS, T-E-L-U-S, in hopes to understand links between the movement of people in Canada and the spread of the coof. I wonder how that worked out for them and what else they might have looked at. Maybe this is just me being cynical, but like... Is it really a secret to, like, phones track you anymore? It shouldn't be. I mean, that's been pretty much widely known for at least a decade, even by normies, right? Uh, right? I mean, the, the uh, this whole Snowden thing, like, if you've heard of Edward Snowden, yeah. then you know that at least the United States government, but probably also your government, if it's a different one, if you have a phone in your pocket, then uh, that phone knows where you're at, and... That means that a lot of other people, by proxy, know where you're at. Yeah, that's right. And I know. It, it's not. A, it shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah, I mean. And it's not a surprise, but um, yeah, yeah, according to the article, uh, FAC, the Public Health Agency of Canada, plans to continue tracking the population's movement for at least the next five years. And their reason? To control other infectious diseases, chronic disease prevention, and mental health. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, with the mental health aspect, that makes me think, you know, it's more than just location that they're looking at. It's perhaps what you're searching for. Or, uh, I mean, I guess it could be location, too. Like, are you driving to a therapist? Or Are you screaming out loud? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, for me... It's fucking embarrassing! I've always assumed that my phone is listening to me 100% of the time, and so I leave it away in sensitive situations, you know? I'd rather make an assumption like that and uh, just be wrong than not assume that and, uh, who knows, have a knock at my door I don't want. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, and so that's a 33 million. Eh. And that's what they are telling us about. Yeah, that seems low. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean... <laughs> They had to pick a number for the headline, so what number are you going to pick? Hello. 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 There he is. <laughs> uh, then there was a, a guy who got caught selling diet pills on the dark web. Dark web. The dark web. Uh, but they actually turned out to be a deadly chemical, according to the headline, deadly chemical, that killed 33 people. Deadly. Yeah. Uh, two comma four... Dinitrophenol or DNP, it's a pesticide. Ooh. Uh, but I guess you can use it to lose weight really fast. Because <laughs> you know, get sick. Neat. Make yourself sick to lose weight. I don't know. It's the cancer uh, that sheds I, those pounds. I heard, uh, yeah, you you get a, a really bad fever. Um, I didn't see anything good on it, you know? Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> he sold uh, a bunch of it on the dark web. Dark web. Between June 2017 and July 2020, and will now serve 28 months in prison. Uh, he is from England, so our friends across the pond there. You know well, what they don't have in prison? 
What? The dark web. <laughs> Are you sure? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. I checked. Oh, okay. I looked it up. <laughs> yeah. On the dark web. Diet pills. That's just something. Uh, I don't know. Diet pills are, have always been kind of sketch for me, and it's such a popular thing, you know? It's like, well, everyone wants to be thinner, in shape, or... Can't you just eat a bunch of that trucker speed at gas stations? No. Like stackers or whatever? Stackers. Aren't they caffeine pills? Oh, just caffeine and a bunch of other shit in them, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Can't you just eat a healthy diet and work out? I mean... That sounds hard. <laughs> <laughs> no more... A uh, roller grill for for us. <laughs> yeah, I like pills, though. Cut, cut processed food. I know. Okay, it's like, yes, you can change your lifestyle, have a healthy diet, no, workout, yeah. or that's, you can that's just... That's the key to most of our... Pound stackers. Weight issues and, and uh, other health issues. Almost all the health issues can be solved just by diet alone, but... Yeah. But when people are handed a pill... And then they are told, you can still do whatever you want. You can eat in an unhealthy way as long as you also eat this pill. That's one of my favorite things with, uh, like, diabetic uh, or, like, newly diagnosed diabetics that I've been seeing. <clears throat> yeah, it's just like, oh, I'll take take these three pills, you know, ever with every meal, yeah. and you're fine. Just eat what you want, but just take these pills. It's like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't sound like it's going to fix anything. It's just going to prolong my... Uh, Prolong the life, but not the quality of life? I don't know. I don't know. But I do know that 33 suspects were arrested in San Bernardino uh, over the holidays for illegally growing pot. Which, of course, it's a magic number. Um, Yeah, the Sheriff's Department seized 14,113 plants along with eight guns just under... 10,000 grams of concentrates and $352,000 in cash. Of course, now they'll get to use that like pennies from heaven. All that cash. All that cash. All they had to do was take it. Yeah, it was the... uh, Must be fucking nice. Must be. The marijuana enforcement team, they served 22 search warrants between December 20th and 26th. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Operation Hammer Strike. (laughs) <laughs> i mean <laughs> oh my god they have the doofiest names for these things still lame but I, at least it wasn't like operation ho 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 or something i was expecting a christmas theme hammer strike yeah operation exactly 56 greenhouses eradicated and five indoor grows and of course they say well it's illegal to grow outside so as soon as it's outside we can just destroy it Unless, of course, you're a licensed cultivator. Sure. Um, But we know how all that's working out. It's a mess. It is a mess. It's a mess. A chocolate mess. So, uh, R.I.P. pot plants. You didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Good news is that uh, with the Christmas days, there was less... Uh, well, okay, maybe there wasn't less Rona news... Because, of course, they want to say, don't get together with the people you love. You need to isolate and be afraid, slave. Um, but the magic number wasn't popping off this week with coofing. There were 33 deaths listed as Rona deaths in massive two shits. Lovely. And then in India, there were 33 new cases, along with 33 medical school students in a different state of India who got the coof. And in Wales, 
there were 33 cases. Uh, there was a headline that the newer variant, but not the newest, because now I'm seeing there's another one, uh, accounts for 33% of infections in Belgium. Oh, boy. And that's it for magic number. But um, I don't know if you saw the news here in the Show Me State. Uh, a judge blocked the appeal of his ruling um, about stripping health departments of the ability to impose regulations to control the spread mm-hmm. of the coof. Five different Missouri counties tried to reverse this ruling, and he shot them down. <laughs> yep. And uh, the good news is that because of this ruling that came about a month or so ago, school districts are not able to enforce mask mandates in Missouri. So it's pretty cool. If you send your kid to slave training during the day, at least they don't have to wear a mask. Yeah, then, so they obviously they can still tell them to, but your kid can just say no. Yeah. That's good. And not get um, expelled or suspended for saying no to wearing a face diaper. What a world. <laughs> what a world. I, want, I do wonder, like, if they're allowing them to sit together at lunch or anything, though. Like, is that forever? Or the desks oh, with I... the... With the cages on them forever, you're you know, asking the a guy plexiglass that, desks, desks. You're asking the guy that barely paid attention when he did go to school, bro. I have no idea what they're doing in school now. I don't either. And, and I don't intend to find out. I only know one person who sends their kid to school, so I'll just, I'll have to ask them and report back. But it's not in the city, so I also feel like it's going to be more lenient. Ah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, before we go behind the curtain, I saw an article about a police chief in North Carolina who has been placed on unpaid leave because he told his officers about a clinic where they could go to obtain a vaccination card without getting the jab. Ooh. And I was like, wow, that's neat and sad that you got caught. Yeah, he's been put on two weeks unpaid leave, six months probation. And it stinks because it was just like uh, a buddy of his called him and he picked up the phone and called two of his buddies. And of course, they're all cops. Right. And someone narked, you know, because <laughs> they're well, cops. That's, like, uh, that's cop <laughs> life, bro. It's cop, cop life. You got to get narked on, probably. Cop life. Yeah. But can you imagine that? You're just thinking, like, which of the two buds sold yeah. you down the river. Yeah, you'd be looking over your shoulder, I think, a lot more <laughs> often. And he's like, yeah, I guess I didn't think about that one. I just uh, passed the word along without thinking about it. But I guess it was a pop-up, like a mobile clinic. Oh, yeah. Where you just go, uh, called a self-vaccination clinic. I don't know if that means you can jab yourself or if you just go in and say like, oh, hey, I I got the jab. I uh, forgot my card, though, or I lost my card. Can you give me one? I don't know how it works. You know, they didn't give good details. It was a CNN story. They Very just informative, wanted... then. Yes, of course. They just wanted to shame the police chief, as you can expect. But, uh... Hey, I say, good for him for trying. You know, <laughs> worth a shot. No one should be losing their job over a medical decision. Yes, in my opinion, I agree. And anyways, with that, let's go behind the curtain. Ah, yeah. <coughs> it's strange being back here, not being able to smell all the lovely aromas. I know. It's bizarre. What's the point? <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. just kidding. I know what the point is. Yeah. So. I got a little rundown of the changes happening in the new year. Things; These are all things we've talked about on prior bowls. But uh, 
Come January 1st, in Arkansas, non-resident medical patients will be able to buy their medicine. And Arkansas residents who need to get a medical card will be able to get their recommendation for one through telemedicine services. Oh, boy. Yes. Dang. I don't know why the board is so quiet right now. Uh, there it is. Quiet board to warm board. There we go. My B-O-R-E-D board. Oh, it's not that. Wake up, baby. <laughs> That's a dumb place to keep bowls. In California in 2022, healthcare facilities will have to allow end-of-life patients the ability to use medical pot under Ryan's law, which passed. All right. It's a yes. step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. This is something that really freaks me out about Western medicine and this point in time right now, is that if you are terminally ill, you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want, and they should just assist you in doing that. You ready for the next level? If you're alive, you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want. Yes. With your own body, with your own medicine, with your own sickness, whatever. Doctor or no doctor, pharmacist or no pharmacist, if I want this drug, I should be able to buy this drug and take this drug. If I want that drug, I should be able to buy that drug. If I don't want this drug, I should be able to say fuck off with this drug and keep this drug away from me. That's what bodily autonomy is. That's what being in control of your own body is. That's what being in control of your own health is. That's what being alive is. Once you're born, it's too late. You're a free person. I'm sick of this shit. Ah, me too. And you know... I stand for freedom. Like, you gotta be, oh, we should should make an exception for this guy because he's about to die. No. 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 The fact that he's about to die just further highlights the absurdity that not being able to make your own choices with your own health and your own medicine is. It It just puts a big red highlight marker on how fucked that is for everybody. Shouldn't matter if you're dying or not. Yeah. Well, we're so far away from freedom and, uh, self-responsibility you know yeah it's but once you are in a western medical establishment i mean you're basically like signing your rights away yes you're under their care and you're under their restrictions and you're under their eye which is also the eye of other um authorities if they so choose to call them in you know right yep and so you have no freedom there essentially but in california in 2022 if you're gonna die and they, they know that, then you can smoke some pot. <laughs> all right. It's a step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. And I agree. This is why you should try and stay far, far away from big pharma and big medicine um, because they will strip you of your freedom and your ability to... You know, choose what goes into your body and whatnot. And if you have to go, make sure you have good representation with you. Someone who can stand up for you and say, hell no, don't put that in their body or don't do that to them. They wouldn't like that. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's sad we're this far away from freedom. I know, it's crazy. And I understand that, you know, there's an, no such thing as like ultimate freedom because of the laws of gravity and those such things that were ruled under, but... I should be able to choose what put what I, what to put in my body. And... I should be able to float as high off the ground as I want at any point. <laughs> it would be nice. Law of gravity is really holding me down, man. 
Yeah. Hold me down. <laughs> but I don't know. I just think if there's a if your state has medical weed, then the healthcare systems should acknowledge it as medicine and have it in there for you to use. Because what's the harm it's going to do? Nothing. No harm. I mean, I guess the only harm would be if, like with that Curly Floss that we talked about last last week, if you don't know what you're ingesting. Sure. You know, if you uh, eat too big of a, an edible dose yeah, of THC and you're like, what is happening to as me? As what you're holding is the is what it says it is in the dose that it says it is, then as far as I'm concerned, that's all. That's, the rest is between you and who you're buying it from. Yeah. But here we are. Here we are. Now, starting on January 1st in Louisiana, medical patients will be able to buy flour. Oh, boy. Because they repealed their ban on flour this past year. Very cool. Yeah. Woo! The most basic form of weed, and it was banned in Louisiana. Virginia also uh, recently overturned their ban on flour. I just don't understand that. It's like, you're telling me I can get concentrates uh, oils, tinctures, bath bombs, topicals, uh, you know, those patches, yeah, the hypodermic patches or whatever, but I can't buy a nug. Just not a regular nug. Yeah, that's that's the outright just, it goes against everything they claim to ban weed for in the first place. Like, it's so stupid. It's very silly, yeah. Like, okay, well... We're going to make sure that it can't be had in its most natural form. Huh? Eh? You mean to tell me what? It's strange. You mean I got to fuck it up at least just a little <laughs> bit before I, before it's legal? Yeah. It's just so complicated. Oh, my goodness. It makes your head spin, man. It really does. This plant that grows in the ground. No, no. Stay away from that. But if a processor has put it through his machines and extracted it with a... I don't know what solvents do they use. All I can think of is butane, but that's not really a, a popular one for the legal market. Like CO2 extraction. Yeah. You know, then it's okay. You see this little vial of oil? That's fine. But the nug you picked off the plant, oh boy, that's dangerous. We don't know if you guys can handle that. Really activates my almond. <laughs> it's very, uh, it's strange. Yeah. Yeah, and they got edibles, I, can, I would imagine, but not smokable weed well okay you can smoke concentrates I but not flour <laughs> yeah i have the ability anyway the biggest step in the right direction goes to montana where recreational sales will start on january 1st all right ringing in 2022 right yes you go montana rec sales they uh i want rec sales here soon man <laughs> me too montana really kicked ass Getting things going. I think they might have been the most efficient rollout of a state we've seen. It, yeah, I, I would agree. It's so, been fast there. Yeah. And of course, you know, there's they gave uh, towns the right to say, uh, you know, to vote and say, we don't want this. We don't want dispensaries in our town, whatever. Okay, fine. You don't want the tourism money. You don't want the tax revenue. You're lost. But man, yeah, they just got that stuff in place and started rocking and rolling. And they had some bad rule suggestions like not allowing dispensaries to sell cbd right but when the people spoke up at their public hearings and on their draft documents online and said hey that's that's bs like not being able to get cbd at a dispensary having to go to a gas station to go get that uh you know they said oh you know what 
the people are saying that's a bad idea. We're not going to do it. Crazy when government works like that, when yeah. they actually listen to public input. Yeah. I think that uh, from from the few people, I, I have met several people from Montana, and uh, a lot of them seem to be the you know the personal freedom and personal responsibility types, like libertarian uh, streaks abound. <coughs> uh, I think a lot of the FIJA guys came out of there, too, the, the Fully Informed Jury Association. Huh. Didn't that start in a big way out in Montana? I do not know. I know they got a big presence out there if it didn't actually originate from there, but... Yeah, Montana, you go. Kicking ass. Yeah, great work. Excited to see uh, all the money rolling into Montana come 2022. And my final update, uh, one that we talked about, I believe, last bowl, is that starting on January 1st, Philadelphia won't test applicants uh, for weed as a condition of employment. Yeah. So. You won't have to piss for weed. All right, Philly. Everything else, like you still got to pee for, <laughs> and it'll. But don't worry, that most of that other stuff is out of your system in twenty four yeah, to forty eight yeah. hours, so you can calm down. You don't have to drink bleach or nothing. Yeah. Trying to get it out of your system. Yeah, that's a little bit desperate. Also, please though. don't drink bleach. Yeah, it's bad for you. It. It will hurt you, it bud. Will probably kill you. Don't do it. It was in my mind because of the anecdote in uh, that Dope Sick series we watched. Yeah, that scene from Dope Sick. Uh, yeah, this guy was talking about struggling to get clean off of Oxy, and his bud, they were going for a job interview, and someone literally told him, drink bleach, it'll clear out your system. And he spat his out, and his buddy didn't, he chugged down bleach and died. And I laughed, but it's also like, wow, <laughs> someone it's really me- did that. It's a bit that. messed up, for sure. Now, granted, this is a, that was all work of, uh, uh, you know, like, realistic fiction, so I'm hoping sensationalized, let's say maybe. Yeah, I'm hoping no one in real life has done that. But unfortunately, there are warning labels on bottles for such incidents. So a lot of people, man. What a lot can of people we say? Out there, so there are a lot of people out there. Not all of them make the best decisions, man. That's no. all. That's all. But you should. You should uh, try to make <laughs> best decisions. That's right. You should always try to make the best decisions to the best of your ability. But this uh, during the holiday weekend the dea launched a new campaign oh called boy one pill can kill uh-oh no. yeah well you know that's just like uh your opinion man which pill was it oh well they're specifically going after black market pills that have been found to be laced with fentanyl ah uh, because of course fentanyl is... i knew i knew the fentanyl word would come up for sure yeah, yeah but <laughs> they had a total like hello fellow kids moment by putting together this flyer that they want to pass around. Uh-oh. I'll drop it in the bowl <laughs> chat. Um, and it's got it's entitled Emoji Drug Code Decoded. Oh God! And uh, they say that they're giving you the definitions of all the different emojis and what they could possibly mean. And right off the bat, I'm like, you're missing some. But also, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. A snowflake for oxycodone? Uh, If people actually use the snowflake for oxycodone, they probably could use it for any, like, white powder Well, you scroll scroll down to page two, and you see see the cocaine section, where there's a snowflake, snowfall, snowman, a diamond, an eight ball, a key, and a person with a pill on their tongue. A smiley face. It looks like a pill. I'm not sure what that is, actually. <laughs> the like fact that, okay. the fact that there's an emoji with a pill on its tongue is alarming in itself. <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyway, they're missing my favorite one there, 
which is the man skiing yeah, down the mountain the slope. Dude skiing, like, man. Where's the ski guy? Then also under the marijuana section. All right, they got the palm tree, the pine tree, the four leaf clover, the emoji blowing out smoke, yeah. the fire, and then just the smoke puff by itself. Yeah. But they're missing the leaf. Oh, yeah. The, the simple leaf, the leaf falling. The Canada um, leaf. Yeah. Well, the fucking leaf. <laughs> that leaf if you scroll further down you will find on page two of this dea flyer that the maple leaf is the universal for drugs the universal emoji for drugs oh canada how do you feel about that that one the maple leaf is universal for drugs bullshit that actually kind of offends me what's up with that maple leaf They probably had to have at least one thing out of each category before putting this thing together, bro. These categories are silly, though. Like, they have a bomb with an explosion emoji, and it says, bomb-ass shit. I don't see any poop pile there. I don't see an ass either. Bomb-ass shit. Come on, put a little peach, and then the poop. Yeah, where's the ass? Yeah, exactly. They're making stuff up. Can you imagine that? They just wanted to type bomb-ass shit on this stupid fucking presentation. Oh, well, this that's the part that grinds my gears the most, is that someone got paid to put this together. (laughs) That's a crime, okay? That's honestly... And what does this have to do with fentanyl? It's a crime against the taxpayer, man. This is just going to stir up fear in really dumb parents, you know, who are already looking through their kid's phone. This is what this is about is reading between the lines on lines that don't exist for your kids texting their friends. I mean, they have a school bus under Xanax. A school bus. What if someone is like, hey, I'll talk to you on the bus about this. You know, and they put a little bus emoji in there. And then their parent is like, you're buying bars? What's going on? (laughs) I know, this whole thing is like a uh, paragraph of copy talking about you know, sitting down with your kids and talk about these emojis. Like, can you imagine without a drop of irony sitting down with your kid and being like, now listen, Timmy. I saw that you put a space rocket in your message to Susan the other day. And I just want you to know that I know you're talking about some high potency drugs. (laughs) And I need you to tell me what drugs you're taking because we all know the the dose makes the poison. And I'm worried about you. Oh, man. Yeah, or like cough syrup, grape, purple heart, (coughs) excuse me, and a baby (coughs) bottle. Purple heart for cough syrup? Yeah, what's my buds? No way. I use that. Okay. And so, yeah, if any of you. That's my default heart, bro. Oh, that is my default heart. The purple heart means love, you guys. (laughs) Someone call the DEA. Guys, (laughs) the purple heart just means love, man. No, the thing is, these emojis can mean whatever you need them to mean, because it's a free country with free speech and free, uh, you know, how we uh, use these emojis. Yeah. And so everyone, everyone I've ever texted with uses emojis a little different, but boy, oh boy, some of these things are a stretch. Yeah, how do you do, fellow kids? Yeah. That made me so uncomfortable. And to come it's out pretty cringe. Christmas... You know? It's pretty cringe is all I'm going to say about it. So, yeah, there's our taxpayer money at work. Gotta love it, man. Oh, yeah, you gotta love it. And I'm interested to see if we're going to um, (coughs) witness this one pill can kill campaign popping up in other places, like social media ads or TV ads. Um, These guys are so lame. They have a PowerPoint presentation for you to reference. I could see them uh, 
getting a billboard or two <laughs> here or there. Yeah, fact Maybe. sheets. Now, the most helpful thing that they did, in my opinion, is if you go to the the one pill toolbox on the DEA website, which I don't I don't suggest anyone goes on to the All DEA pass. website, but they have a picture of authentic prescription pills next to uh, counterfeit ones that you know may or may not be laced. And what are some of the like key differences to pay attention to? Because some of these look pretty good, pretty you know they've got the stamps, but it's usually the numbers that are off on the back. But you can also just go to, I think it's, what, drugs.com and look up the pill that you yeah, have. drugs.com has a pill a pill identifier. Yeah. Always identify the pills you got. Even the ones that the pharmacist gives you. You can never be too careful. Make sure that stuff is the right stuff. But, um, yeah, that to me was the neatest thing is just all these pictures of uh, pills they've confiscated from folks. This is real. This one's not. This one's real. This one's not. What a job. Weird. What a job. They just get to sit around taking pictures of pills all day. Yeah. So, uh, you know, happy Merry Christmas. Here's what we've been working on all year. <laughs> That's kind of how it felt, you it's know? It's a hell of an annual project, man. <laughs> yeah, here's the end. Of, like, Abel and the Wolf launched their album Christmas Eve. The DEA reveals this <laughs> campaign for which we have a PowerPoint presentation and a PDF flyer. I uh, see. We've all with been helpful. busy. <laughs> we've all been very busy, haven't we? Yes, with helpful emojis and pictures for your viewing pleasures. Uh. <clears throat> womp Womp, Minnesota. Uh-oh. Yeah, the Department of Agriculture and the Board of Pharmacy has decided that Delta 8 and CBD, along with most hemp-derived products, are illegal. Nah. Yeah, their logic? Well, CBD doesn't produce a high... But it acts on the central nervous system for sure, and it alters your mood and perception. We just can't have that. CBD. Okay. I mean, fifty. You know, state spinning legal. around in a circle for like twenty seconds does the same, or or more. <clears throat> yeah, hanging upside down from your bed. I just don't understand that kind of argument. You know what I mean? I never will. I just never will. No. It'll make you woozy. I mean, just from the very least, like you don't you want to lose out on money from sales of this stuff. <laughs> Because people have been buying it and would keep buying it. Yeah. You know? It has been uh, serious revenue. Yeah. Popping up all over. CBD shops started popping up in Missouri, oh, every, at least. Everybody's I, cousin sells <laughs> CBD on Facebook now. It's like I feel like it was almost before the 2018 Farm Bill passed when they started popping up CBD uh, booths at like fall festivals and local county festivals. And you're just like, oh, CBD. It's like weed, but I don't get high. <laughs> Now it's like D8, D10 all over the place. Yeah. In the same uh, same strategies. But not in Minnesota nuts. Nope. Nope. It's a crime, I think. Someone ought to push back on it, but I don't know how, and I don't know who. Uh, the dispensaries have got their work cut out for them. I'm sure they'll take them to court. Yep. Right? That's what we do in you this country. You always got to sue Just your way out. Yeah. That's the... Get a good attorney, pay a lot of money. Where she goes, boys. Yeah. Money war. Uh, Port Townsend, Washington has become another Washington city to decriminalize psychedelics. All right. Yeah. Yep. Of course. Uh, who? Who? You know, psychedelics, man, that snowball has been rolling and growing quickly, I feel like. Yeah, it's true. It's very cool and very legal or very decrim. Yeah. Uh, just a review. I remember talking about when Denver decrimmed back yeah. in 2019. Maybe it wasn't on the bowl, but I remember talking about it. And, uh, yeah, they were, I guess Denver was the first city in the United States to decrim psilocybin. Then, uh, Seattle, 
decriminalized psychedelics last October. So other places in Washington are just uh, following suit. More cracks in the dam. Yeah. It w- wouldn't it be great to just get to a point where it's uh, all, everything is fine? Yeah. <laughs> Would wouldn't you... it be nice? <laughs> and you can just wouldn't go. Wouldn't it be nice to be like literally just free? <clears throat> Here's what really jostles my jimmies. <laughs> I can't go to the pharmacist and ask for albuterol. I have to have an albuterol inhaler for asthma. I have to go to the doctor and get a script for an inhaler. Yeah. That's crazy. Something so safe that it even you don't even have to like check with your doctor to use it if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, you know? It's just like, "Yeah, it's albuterol. Helps you breathe." Right. Ugh. The state of things. The it's nanny wild, state. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, in my America, in my country, if I was in charge, if I had a magic wand and could just, you know, make things the way I want them, you just go to uh, the local drugstore and get whatever you want, even if it is one of these highly addictive painkillers, you know? Yes. Because well, personal responsibility and, th- hey, it's your money. One would you think can- and hope that in such a world where you're actually free to be all both informed and making your own decisions, that those products wouldn't be viable. You know, they wouldn't have a market. You'd just be getting something that actually works and doesn't hurt you, right? I mean, maybe I'm just living in uh, pie in the skyland here, but I feel like prohibition is a part of why that why that shit even exists, you know? Yeah, I agree. Like, what happened to opium plant? Just right. the fucking plain-ass opium plant. Exactly. Got ruined by Bayer when they made heroin. Right, you take something pure and you... Turn it into tar. I don't know. Just my just my opinion on you. And like, you know, chewing on coca leaves before they've even been processed into powdered cocaine, whatever. Just having that option of plant medicine. The plant medicines, that's what they hate. We have come so far from the natural world, though, that for a lot of people, that seems bizarre and right. incomprehensible. Like, I mean, every time we bring up a uh, poppy... You know, and opium and whatever with people, it's always just like, well, that's how you make heroin. It's like, yes, but this is not heroin. This is before heroin. There's nothing added to it. It's just plant matter. Yeah. Fucking. You can't. Flour milk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, sure. You can sleep a lot. You know, you can smoke yourself into a stupor, but uh, you're not going to like be smashing uh, pharmacy windows trying to steal the stuff and feel like you're going to die if you stop taking it. Yeah, it's just, uh, everything's been turned into poison for profit. Uh, poison for profit, that's exactly it. And they just want your dependence. Gotta keep you coming back for more. Now, on Bull After Bull episode 117, I talked about the Taliban uh, running the Afghanistan government. They want to start growing weed, and they name-dropped Sea Farm, which the media then looked to an Australian company about being shocked that they were going to work with the Taliban to grow weed. Um, of course, that was cleared up quickly that it was not the Australian company uh, who claimed, we have no idea what you're talking about, <laughs> to working <laughs> with the Taliban, growing some weed with them. Huh. Yeah. It was a German company. Oh, those shizers. <clears throat> Germany has stepped forward, uh, the Cannabis Sea Farm, Saying yes, yes, we are in talks with the Taliban about getting them up and growing, (laughs) and uh, we're we're just waiting for intergovernmental negotiations 
between the Afghanistan government and importing countries to work out. Uh, We also need approval from the UN due to their International Narcotics Control Board. But we will be investing $45 million over the course of five years when we get the green light. It's a bold business strategy. (laughs) Yeah, so here we go. Germany making moves. (laughs) You got to keep an eye on those guys. Who'd have thunk? You got to keep an eye on those guys, that's all. But, yeah, Afghanistan, man, controlling the poppies, controlling the weed. They could become the world's largest pot producer if they play their cards right, if they get these uh, (sighs) approvals in place. (coughs) Excuse me. And speaking of approvals in place, Russia is not happy with Malta. Uh Uh-oh. Of course, Malta legalized uh, personal use and home grow, and... Russia is now accusing Malta, in a press release, of violating the international treaties. Oh, Uh, no, not the international treaties. Yes. (laughs) Specifically, they cited uh, the United Nations Single Convention on Narcotic Drugs of 1961 and the United Nations Convention Against Illicit Traffic in Narcotic Drugs of 1988, Mm. which... uh, you know, state that weed should exclusively be used for medical and scientific research purposes, not for funsies. Bah. And what if people have fun doing scientific research? What if people have fun uh, taking their okay. medicine? Fun was my word and not Russia's. Okay, all right. But uh, they're. I was just you asking. Know, Russia, Russia's alarmed that the, they could start seeing weed coming into their borders because of Malta's laws. Oh Malta's no, Malta's legal market. And there I'm, might be weed in Russia. That I'm would thinking, be weird. Right? Right. Already. <clears throat> exactly. You start there. Oh, there. I didn't know there was no weed at all in yeah, Russia. Yeah, there's probably, yeah. No, I, that's crazy to me. Probably nobody in Russia even smokes weed, man. No. Yeah. They probably have but never even Malta heard of it. now Malta comes along. They probably never heard of it, and all of a sudden, their Maltese friends are going to just tell them about the good good, and they're going to have to get their hands on it. Now, my concern would be people leaving Russia to go to Malta... To live a free weed token smoking life, you know? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. But that, that doesn't seem like they're concerned. They're concerned about the weed coming through Russian borders and everyone else's borders, you know? Yeah. Oh, you're going to infect us with your... I'm betting... Legal mindset. Maybe I'm crazy, <laughs> but I, I just have a feeling that there's probably already plenty of weed grown in Russia. Doesn't I need think to, so. It probably doesn't need to cross a border. No. But hey, I have not been to Russia, so I don't know. Yeah, and I do not speak Russian. That's true. No. But that's all I got. Luckily with Christmas, it was a slow news week. I mean, kind of luckily. Most news is bad news. No doubt. And that's why I say luckily. Yeah, less news is good news for sure. Yeah, very few baby steps in the right direction. But seem mostly positive though tonight. I like mostly positive. I yeah. like mostly positive. Yeah. The uh, you know, international weed stories are always interesting. Because this is a uncharted territory we are wandering into. Yeah. Well, it's always uncharted territory. We wander into the metal moment. And uh, Reverend Cyber Trucker has delivered again. Unto us, another moment of metal. Woohoo! Uh, let's tune in. Dude, yes, chill out, man. You can have a toke. Hang on a second. Here, let me light it for you. Thank you. 
Woo! Damn, that kitty hit the shitty. Holy shit, dude. Did you get enough? <laughs> Alright, dude. Hit it. In the bowl and in the morning, y'all. This here is Reverend Cybertrucker with this week's New Year's Eve special, Metal Moment. If the name Smoking Tongue conjures up a mental image of a metal band awash with grunge, ska, and a little bit of classic rock influence, yet pointedly aimed at the radio-friendly sector of the rock market, <laughs> that's kind of spooky, because that's exactly what Smoking Tongue is. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to find much from this band except for a six-track EP and two songs on YouTube. However, their cover of Hits from the Bong is probably one of the most surreal and epic covers you're ever going to hear. Performed live, this is Smoking Tongues, Hits from the Bong. that to the stony station yeah no doubt sweet metal cover always great to hear from the the rev like how he's getting the kitty into it at the beginning yeah the cat sketches they're taking on a form of their own now love that um yeah hey that was the time we uh talk about the first time i ever did a thing and usually we talk about the beginning of the show too but you know this time i figured <coughs> you know the drill by now it's the end of the year you've been doing it you know we won't have to bug you at the beginning of the show about it this time. But it's a little game we play. Uh, you call in and you tell us the first time you ever did a thing. We pick a new thing every week. This week, it happens to be first time I ever was in a car wreck. So uh, if you, you want to weigh in on that lovely moment, just whip out your phone. and Call 816-607-3663 and the play of That's right, you can call in, and you can be a cool guy, too, just like this next caller. What's up, Ballerinos? What's up, what's up? I'm just kind of curious, like, do you guys, are you guys the people that, like, bring your own bowling bowls and shoes and bowling bag and stuff like that to the alley? I mean, are you guys those cool people? <laughs> you know you we know? are. Guilty. <laughs> you got, like, those purple shoes and whatnot, but <clears throat> anyway, so uh, my first car accident, uh, let's say, yeah, that's right. So I was, I was still living at home, you know, like still still with the folks and whatnot. And uh, 
I was leaving to work and it was a cold morning and I can't remember if it was ice in the window or not, but it was one of those needed to defrost the windows and I was in a rush to get to work. So I quickly defrosted the window just enough to kind of like see out of it, you know, or at least clear the window to see out of it. But yeah. it was one of those that was cold enough. It, it, it uh, started to refog out the window. Uh-oh. So I got into the far right lane and I knew where I was and whatnot, you know, because my way to work and, and, and whatever. But I got on the far right lane and slowed down because uh, I couldn't really see out the window. And uh, all of a sudden, bam! And uh, totaled oh. the car out there, at least the whole front end. We were actually able to rebuild it, but car insurance-wise and whatnot, it was it was totaled. Oh. But uh, there had been, totally my fault, like I say, but uh, there had been a white van that had stopped also in the far right lane, and uh, the driver had went to go help a vehicle who had had vehicle issues and help push that vehicle out of the way but decided to leave their vehicle in the road oh. and uh i did not see it due to the condition of the non-visibility of my windshield so yeah that was a bummer and uh, i remember there was somebody uh who who actually lived right about there only across the street who used to go to the church i was attending and i'll see him yelling out there yelling across the street going like hey you okay and whatnot and he went, to, he went and called my dad and and whatnot, and everything went from there. But, yeah, first car accident. So wow. it's one of those things. Keep those windshields clear and stay awake, man. I've got an accident before just yeah. being tired, and that's just stupid, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I could have killed somebody or something like that. So it's just one of those. Stay safe out there. And if you drink and drive, you're just a plain idiot. You deserve to be slapped. But anyway, all right. Slap Curious em. about your guys's props for those people who have not been in a car accident. So, all right. Love y'all. Stay dangerous. Howdy out. Christopher Battles. No agenda social, you know? If it's up and going right now, I don't know. Well, it's up and going now, but, you know, kind of slow last there. So, so. Yeah. All right. Bye now. I saw there was some um, upgrades to the machinery. Some server upgrades, I believe, are in progress on No Agenda Social over the last couple of days. So, growing yes. pains. That's that's what happen. That's what'll happen. Uh, yeah, yeah, we do uh, have our own. Uh, it's just I keep everything in one bowling bag. Lorraine doesn't have a ball. Just yeah, uh, well, well, I do have a she ball. She has a ball I that hasn't been drilled, drilled out. Yeah, she has. We both have balls that haven't been drilled out. Then I have a hand-me-down ball that has been drilled out and what whatever. I bought it from my manager when I worked at a bowling alley for a very brief time. That's your short finger bowl, eh? Hey, hey, yeah, the fingertip ball. Fingertip. Yep. Where you spin it and it goes around the world, knocks all the pins down. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great ball. I like it. That's a cool throw you got with that I ball. I like it. Yeah, Christopher Battles, man. You got to keep that uh, viewing situation all clear. You got to scrape them all off, man. Scrape them all down so you can see around, see around. Uh, I figured this topic would be interesting in how people take it because you could always tell, like, Maybe the first time you were in a car wreck and you were in a car, or first time you were driving and got in a car wreck, maybe you think to that time, or maybe you think, you know, could be a lot of levels that this goes to. So I was interested to see what people said. Uh, like this next caller, I'm always interested. Dick, I'm very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, well, um, so I actually do have a first time I ever uh, got in a car wreck. Um, I was... Uh, I don't know, I think I was about six years old, maybe. Um, no, I wasn't driving. Um, 
but uh, it was, we were in my mom's VW bug, who, who she called Emma, and uh, we actually, um, and I remember getting rear-ended, and this was, um, you know, somewhere in the Santa Cruz Mountains, you know, and uh, yeah, that was kind of an interesting experience. I don't, I don't think there was any, uh, I don't think there was any injuries or anything except to the car. I don't think that, I think that car didn't survive after that. Um, at least I don't recall it being, but uh, yeah, it's kind of scary. Um, I've also been in an accident where I was, I remember we were, um, um, I, I was in a car with a coworker, uh, and, uh, and there was a, you know, there was a situation where we got, uh, um, we basically got T-boned and yeah, the, the airbag deployed and I learned how, uh, how that uh, bruises you. <laughs> so, uh, firsthand. Yeah, Punch in the face from the airbag. Great. Um, and then I had another experience where, uh, the only, I guess the first accident that I've properly been in where I was the, um, or I was the uh, the person who uh, caused a wreck, or not maybe not caused the wreck, but it was was uh, you know where I was driving and hit another car, or another car hit me. Was uh, I was actually on a business trip once, and and um, and yeah, and I had to learn how to how to deal deal with all that because I was in a parking lot and somebody was very tentatively driving and ended up crashing into me. Uh, yeah, that was probably the first time, and uh, you know, the, no no actual injuries. Um, Thankfully, uh, you know, it's all been very minor accidents. Uh, I did have to file a police report and all of that. So, Aww. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's not a, not a great story, I guess. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> accidents happen, right? Uh, and hopefully, uh, they, they don't, uh, they don't cause damage to property or people. Um, you know, for, fortunately, I have not been in an accident that has caused any serious damage, thankfully. And yeah, cause cars, uh, you know, uh, they might kill you cause that's, that's what, that's what they do. Yeah. You know, that's just it. Cars are creepy, I don't have man. time for this bullshit. <laughs> Love you, phone boy. Thank you for the call. Yeah, phone boy of the new Lotus podcast. That's right. Check him out Saturdays now. Yeah, phone boy in Phoenix. Yeah. Lotuspodcast.net. Two Eastern, I want to say. Two Eastern. On Saturdays. Yes, yes, yes. This uh, next color is way too Eastern. Have y'all, ever, have y'all already done first time I ever shit my pants? I don't think so. And it, and it wouldn't count if you're wearing diapers at the time. Oh, they have to be pants, pants. Uh, I guess it's, <laughs> you know, first time as an adult I ever shit my pants. Okay. I think that'd be a good one. Well, let me write it down. Uh, <laughs> F tie shit. I can remember mine. Oh yeah, go but ahead. But I'm probably not going to tell it if I'm the only person telling. Oh. About the first time they ever shit their pants. Okay. I can even remember the most recent time I ever shoot my pants. I guess sharded, you know, sharded kind of. Yeah. It's a different thing. I guess sharded my pants. Because most people, I don't even think I'd really shit my pants as an adult. It's always a shard. It's always like a fart that it Something turns escapes out to be a shard. Yeah, you trusted the wrong one. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember one time this guy at work had to go home because he was diarrhea and out his leg, and the manager didn't believe him, and he lifted up his leg, and it was running oh, down oh, out, the no. outside of the end of his pants. That was a guy at your work. Like that kind of story. Some First time guy. I ever shitted or sharded. <laughs> <laughs> okay. More of a dude question, though. Right. Because women don't poop, as we know. Yes. Uh, anyway, love you, Spencer. Love you, Lauren. And uh, in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. After love- bowl. Yeah. Love you. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> love you, sir. Seat, seat, sitter. You can find that caller at chipmyass.com. <laughs> That's right. No one <laughs> wants this to be the title or the uh, F-tie, F-tie topic. F-tie shit. Yeah, F-tie shit pants is what it says right here. That'll be a good one. It's on the list. And, uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Sitter and myself and Boobery and Gwiff, the cock. <coughs> uh, the king of Kent 
And not the king of cock. I said the cock. I said the cock. <laughs> cock of the block. Uh, we, we all did a misinformed nation again after all right. a notable hiatus, I guess, or a time, a certain stretch of time since the last one. It had been a while. But yeah, we were back at it. Cool. Last Sunday. As another one of the things that I've started around doing in the past week. It's fantastic. Uh, we'll link that in the show notes, but thank you, caller. Uh, and oh, speaking of Booberry, come on in. Mmm, sucking in that goddamn good southern air. All right. It's 60 degrees right now. Hell yeah. We're in that same, damn, uh, good. That same First time I was latitude. in a vehicular collision was like a week and a half ago. Uh, it oh. was incredibly minor. I had the right of way, making a left-handed turn into the gas station. Dude that was turning right uh, just didn't bother to stop. Banged up his little Cadillac on on a car that I literally just got. <laughs> oh. First time I was ever involved Rough. in a fucking vehicular collision. Wow. It was minor. It was all body work. It's still it's just fucking Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, that's about it. It's uh, you know, nothing, nothing too terribly exciting, I suppose. <laughs> um, I guess I'm kind of chewing on some potential <laughs> new forms of employment. Oh, okay. Can't say that I'm not. I don't know. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Ah, man, he had that job search voice on. Yeah. I hate job search voice, man. When I get it myself, because it's just like, ah, there comes that point, you know, where you're like, hey, I'm gonna need some more cheddar. But then it's like you walk around. It's like you got to figure out, okay, well, who's not jabbing or testing or coofing, and who's not gonna crawl up my butt and Ugh, the longer you go with these freaking employers, man, like the pickier I've gotten over time for sure. And now it's just kind of like, shit, man, maybe someone will come to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe we can just put together albums uh, on RSS feeds for the rest of our life and eat off of it. Yeah, keep those sats streaming in. Oh, man, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? Someday. This is the future, my man. This is the future. Yeah. Uh... I don't know if we can even pull this title up. Uh, uh, gas station black dude <laughs> uh, somehow snuck into the transcript, wow. though, which is fantastic. That Google bot just does a fantastic job week uh, yeah. after week. Yeah, some quality transcriptions coming out of that. Also, literally just literally just got off. Just got off. literally just got off. Yeah. Oh, that's a great one. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, and you know if it spends. When the job hunters or the head hunters come to you, that's sometimes even scarier. Well, yeah, it like depends. Going out I guess. It for depends. Them. It depends. Depends on what line of work you're in and how good you are at it and uh, what the pay's like, you know? Yeah. They're all factors. No factors upon being approached, you know? Um, when's the first time you ever got a car wreck? I have never been in a car wreck. Ooh, look I'm, at you. I'm, I'm knocking on wood right now. Wow. Yeah, I have. So I'll tell a fender bender because no car was wrecked. Well, okay. So I didn't count a fender bender. Okay. And I was not driving for any fender benders that have ever happened. I was not driving. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was like <laughs> seven or eight. Yeah. And my grandma was driving, and we were pulling up to a stop sign where there's just um. 
a street going uh, <laughs> across from you, you know? It's like you turn left or right, that kind of a stop sign. Yeah. And, and cross traffic doesn't stop. A T intersection. <laughs> a T intersection, thank you. And then there was just like, I just got thrown forward with a violent force and was like, what the hell just happened? You know, knocked my head on the dashboard and oh, someone didn't stop and just kind of drove right into our ass end. Oh, shit. And so my grandma's like, are you okay? In just like immediate panic mode. But no, uh, no airbags went off or anything, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. That was like crazy fierce though for like seemingly nothing. Uh, I was just like, damn, that hurt, yeah. Yeah. But I was fine. So she gets out and looks at the back of the car and there was like not even a scratch or anything. So her and the other driver decided to just part ways and not deal with insurance over the nonsense. Nice. Why would you? But uh, geez, I, I just remember being so shocked by the force of another vehicle. I was like, damn, these really are some killing machines we're all driving here because I it was just a it. little bump. I mean, the dude just didn't fully press down on his brake fast enough, you know, right. and just a little tap, a little love tap. Yep. And man, I just got smacked, gobsmacked. Yep. That was crazy. And so I've always uh I've always driven like a grandma because of these things. I remember another F tie we had was first time I ever uh I might have been gotten a ticket or something. That's another thing I haven't experienced. But my great grandma rolled through a stop sign that was just what do we call it? The California roll. Yeah. <laughs> I think we not never was talking stop. about California stop. Yeah, and it's just like, there was no traffic coming. She didn't have to make a complete stop. She was leaving a Burger King parking lot. This cop just was having a bad day, I guess, and pulled her ass over to yell at her and tell her that she endangered my life in my, you know, baby car seat back then. Everyone's got an opinion. Yeah. And so ever since then, I just was like, man, you just do not have any air room in a vehicle. There can be no fucking around. It's true. So I just drive like a grandma, and no one wants to ride with me, and that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. No one likes it when I drive because I drive like a grandma. That's totally fine. I will stay in the slow lane. People can pass me on the left. I will stay out of your way and take it easy like a Sunday morning every time I'm in a car because that cars scare me. Cars, uh, I don't. It's, it's the other people driving. It makes me, you know. Yeah. I don't like that. There's a lot that could go wrong. There is, yeah. So text line says, uh. Civic in the other lane, fishtailed on ice, crossed over, (gasps) hit my truck head on, totaled my truck. Airbags deploying are no joke. Ugh. You too can. R.I.P. truck. Text your thoughts in to 816-607-3663. Or you can call leave a message like this next caller did. I didn't call in earlier, but uh, I felt if I wasn't at least a little bit inebriated and a little bit high. Um, Hey-o. I don't know. Whatever. Um... I, uh, the, the first accident I was in was probably, uh, we'll skip that one. Uh, a little bit of a emotional baggage with that, but, um, okay. <clears throat> uh, nobody died or anything, but it's just the circumstances and how it happened and whatever. But, um, it was not my fault was in a car with somebody else, but my second one was not my fault in a car with somebody else. And, uh, this goes back to like right when I first got my license, uh, and I was not driving, but I was driving with a friend, uh, and he just got a uh, new car. It wasn't the new used car. Uh, it was like a uh, 70s Monte Carlo, and it had uh, some of the 70s, 70s and 80s car, like at a certain point, like they became like absolute dogs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, whoops, um, they 
just were terrible uh, horsepower wise. You, uh, they, they'd have like a 350 horsepower engine, and they're like, "Oh yeah, base horsepower is 174 horsepower." I mean, even like the Corvettes uh, in some of like those late 70s and throughout the 80s, uh, the horsepower was just terrible until like the late 80s when they started to uh, kind of come through with the fuel injection and that. Um, a lot of the cars nowadays put out a hell of a lot more horsepower than uh, anything back, even even the uh, supercar like era of uh, or muscle car era uh, cars. But um, the muscle cars are still awesome. Anyways, uh, back to the crash. But uh, yeah, the crash. He uh, picked me up. Uh, it was kind of the first uh, high school date. And uh, there was a girl that was, uh, at the time, I didn't realize she was into me, but um, noise. Uh, we went out with her and her friend, and he was kind of like, uh, I had a friend with him. Uh, but uh, at one point, I know they were sitting in the back seat, and then, no, uh, I can't remember how, the, how we were seated. I know I pulled a girl towards me when I realized the car was going to, hit us um, God, yeah yeah but he went right he stopped at a stop sign and the other way was not a stop and he proceeded to go through because oh talk about a cliffhanger here's part two damn it the five minute limit show got me all screwed up <laughs> oh they're so hell? generous over there at the five minute okay, limit dude five minutes but it's three whatever um carolyn and fletcher anyway uh he came up to a, a stop sign and it was kind of you know it was back in the days that around uh, me here was more rural than what it was, uh, or what it is now. <clears throat> Anyways, he proceeded through, stopped at it, and then proceeded through without looking left or right to see if there was oncoming traffic. And uh, a uh, minivan uh, slammed into the side of us, like going full bore, probably like 40 miles an hour. Oof. Uh, into the door that the girl was next to, and I remember looking over because I could hear the horn first. Oh, and shit. I remember pulling her, I put my arm around her and pulled her towards me, and the car hit, or the, the van hit. And then the lady, like, um, that was driving the van freaked out because of how we pulled out and uh, locked herself onto the accelerator. So she hit us once, <clears throat> and I remember looking over, and, like, the front tires of the minivan were just squealing like crazy. Whoa. Uh, because she had her foot locked on the accelerator, so oh she had it mad. And uh, she came into us again, like, in the front quarter, and it, like, hit us so far. And then she came again and hit us in the door again and oh hit us into a ditch. Uh, oddly enough, the only thing that really happened is uh, the one girl uh, had hurt her wrist from the whole incident, and then the driver... Uh, his knee was pretty pretty banged up, black and blue. But uh, this friend of mine that uh, we had bought a uh, half ounce of weed, um, and I went with him to get it and had the half ounce with him. And then when the accident happened, he had me crotching and crotched uh, all sorts of memorabilia. And, <laughs> Let's uh, blame it on the weed, everybody. Anyways, uh, I kept all that stuff, and then... Basically, they dropped us off all at our own homes, and that was kind of like the end of that night. But uh, and then that kind of never anything never blossomed with the girl and all that. And uh, she was kind of like standoffish in school, and I didn't realize 
Oh my god, I'm coming out in three minutes. Hold on. Uh oh. Oh, to be continued. This is a this is a three part tale though, man. So the Tragedy girl was in kind three of being officer in school and whatever, yes. and uh, never heard anything about it. The the like next day or the day maybe two days later, the guy that it was his car that got into an accident called me up like, I mean like basically crying on the phone for me to bring this weed and all this stuff to him and. <laughs> uh, he had me give it all to him. There was even like a fucking roach that I gave to him that I didn't even touch because I had uh, I had my own supply. But um, don't be anyway, smoking my roaches, bro. Gave it all back to him, you know, and uh, uh, left there. So and then, like I say, I never heard that the two girls were both like standoffish with me for years, and uh, they end up dating another guy that I went to high school with, a friend, and. Uh, you know, one of the the girl that I was into, or that was into me supposedly, but um, years later, like in our twenties, probably like I don't know, twenty one ish, twenty two ish, was had to be above drinking age. Like the two girls were there at a party that we went to. It was a birthday party, and they laid into me that I stole their weed. What? So uh, my supposed friend, which I I ended friendship with him probably in like 11th or 12th grade friendship ended uh, with supposed friend had bought a half ounce of weed with their money uh had it on him the whole time and was kind of holding on to it and then had me crotch it and then kept it all for himself and said that i stole it and uh when they went off on me i'm like oh, what the fuck are you talking about and i explained what uh that i'd given those the weed to him and everything and they were still, like, doubting me. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why, why would I fucking do that? Bitches be doubting, dog. Bitches be and, doubting. Uh, yeah. So years later, and she, she, was, she was dating that same guy from high school at that time, and then now they're married. Uh, but, yeah, it was kind of, like, weird. So whenever I see them, it's kind of, she's um, overly nice, I think, to me, probably because of that whole, the whole fucking incident that happened. I guess. Yeah. It was weird. In the bowl. In the bowl, Ned. Ned. In the bowl. Wow, that one went. That one had legs, man. I love that. Yeah, that's crazy. She smashed into you several times over that accident. Yeah. That's uh, that's a little bit nutso, my man. Yeah, that's scary. That's the kind of accidents you could get into in those older cars, though. You know, because like yep. things would smash and push away from each other. Now, like when cars T-bone each other, they like. Crumple like pop cans, and they kind of grab and squeeze each other. They're like, Humph! so you can't really go anywhere. Just like, and it's just, uh, yeah. It's like the the there's no steel frame like super craziness now. Oh, it's all plastic. Like it's designed to bust just and break cracks. away, and like yeah. crumple around the driver and passenger. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you still get really socked in the head with a airbag these days either. They're a little bit nicer to you, but not pleasant. Still not pleasant. Uh, unlike this next caller, it was quite pleasant. Am I experiencing deja vu? No. <laughs> the first time I ever had a car accident was... Right now! Oh, God! Oh, no! Ah! Oh, shit! Oh, oh no! Oh, 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 oh. Holy oh, shit! Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Should call that guy back, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Hope you're Better right check in. Hope you're okay. 
Man, he had a good streak going until the, till the voicemail. <laughs> Fletcher is dead, he says in the chat. Well, that's oh, that man. sucks, man. That sucks. I'm sorry, Fletch. They're trying to fuck with us. Um, this next caller would never fuck with us. Sorry to leave a second voicemail here. I just wanted to maybe end on a more positive note. Oh, yeah. Something that Abel Kirby said on the last... Um, Ablecraft really stuck with me. And it's that tired of having to ask for permission. I really like that. Oh, so yeah. I hope you guys have a good rest of your show. In the bowl. In the bowl. Yeah, not having to ask permission, man. I, I agree that stuck with me, too, uh, when he pointed that out. And I, I talked about it a little bit earlier on the show. Because I think that's one of the more important aspects of what we had for a project there. And really what all these shows that we do are. Just another layer of, you know. It's something you can make yours. And I think that's pretty important these days. When everything else is just compromise beyond compromise. And you gotta put your faith and your trust in <laughs> these dorks of employers or coworkers that you, like... Like, none of these people have your back. So, let's build a world that's ours. Yeah. Build a world that's ours. So we don't have to ask anybody if we can make it. Or get up and take a shit, or whatever we have to do. Love it. Oh, it's good thoughts, Boobery. And good vibes, good vibes. Man, the first time I ever was in a car accident was, like, super minor. My mom was driving, and we got hit in the back. We got rear-ended. <coughs> super low speed. It was one of those... Uh, we did do a police report thing about it, but it was, like... It wasn't anything we felt. You just... It was loud. That's a uh-huh. weird thing about every car wreck I've ever been to. It's, like, louder than you think it's gonna be. But then it's like, uh, also, like, time seems to slow. You get that thing where shit's going down where you're like, oh, sometimes if you see it coming, it, it's like super slow. Oh. But, uh, yeah, it was really no big deal. First car I ever got into where it was like a car on car collision I was driving was my, it was like a combination of two dumbass high schoolers driving. Uh, I was taking my buddy to work. He worked at the Mickey D's. And I turned right out of the left lane into the Mickey D's because I had almost missed it. And he was like, it's right here. And I should have just kept going and turned around, flipped around and got in there correctly. But instead I signaled and I looked in my mirror and I was, I I had plenty of room and I turned and the kid behind me was texting, looking down and didn't Uh, see me and just T-boned the door. So, but since I was coming out of the wrong lane, they put me at fault, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and you know, technically I was fucking up. I was improper lane use, but could have all been avoided if that kid was just watching. And then he could have slowed down and honked at me and given me the finger and I could have not totaled my car. But, eh, what are you going to do? Uh, next time, just, you know, go past McDonald's and turn around. That's all you can do. Learn from your mistakes. <laughs> it's true. There was like a little uh, Ziploc bag from a brownie that I had in there. And oh, so, shit. While I don't know, it was like uh, my I got my buddy out and he went. We made sure it was all right, and then he went to work, and then I just tossed that uh, brownie thing in the trash can at at McDonald's, you know, and then went over and talked to the cops that were there and just told them what happened. And and then the police chief comes over, uh, and he's got this bag that I threw that I threw away because I guess somebody saw me throw it in the trash and like told the cops. They pull, he pulled it out and starts asking me all these questions about the trash. I'm like, dude, it was a it was a brownie from my lunch. I just had it with my lunch, you know. Now I'm taking my friend to work. 
It was like, brownie for your lunch, huh? It's like, yeah. Why'd you throw it away? It's like, because it's empty. It's trash, you know? Yeah, there was a trash can. He's like, well, let's just say I'm not going to taste it and try it. And like, he said that as though, like, I know what you're up to, kid, kind of thing, you know? Ugh. But I was just like, well, I hope not, sir. It's been in the trash. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, come on, man. Like, he's trying to break my balls. He's got nothing but an empty bag of a. Got like two brownie crumbs in it. I'm like, yeah. What a dick. And a brownie for my lunch. Well, let's just say I'm not gonna try. I'm not gonna try those crumbs. It's like that's a good idea, sir. It's a good idea, sir. It's been in the trash can. I would not. I would not advise eating those crumbs either. I think that's a smart move. Who the hell would have told him you threw something away? Ugh. That kid threw something in the trash. These awful small town cunts that just you know can't keep their nose in their own business, man. (sighs) No. 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 Hey. I got another caller lined hey. up. Hey, Vincent Marine. Hello. In the bowl. In the bowl. So, I called in for the F-tie. First time he ever had a car wreck. Yes. So, this, this is going to break the heart of a whole lot of muscle heads. So, here we go. Uh-oh. Gear heads, I mean. Um, so, I was in massage therapy school, and, of course, living in, you know, Connecticut, and... Nice. Uh, I'm sorry. It was black ice on the roads, and I didn't think anything of it. And so it had snowed and something like that, and I had a 99 Ford Mustang. And I actually still own the vehicle. But um, so I was getting ready to pull out of my driveway, and I had this little voice in my head because I was going to school like 45 minutes away. And this little voice in my head said, your kids are home from school because of the weather, Instead of going to school, stay home and bake cookies with your kids. Yeah. Of course, because it was finals and you couldn't retake the final. And yeah, it was or it was midterms. I'm sorry, it was midterms. Yeah, and like you couldn't retake it if you missed it. And you know, blah blah fuck that shit. Anyways, so I get about a mile, mile and a half from my house. Ass under the car kicks out. Oh, I no. save it. I go across the front or the middle line. Uh, save it again. And end up losing it right off the road. Oh, no. And the only thing that stopped me from hitting a tree was I rolled up on this big old rock. $3,800 worth of damage to fix this fucking thing. Thank God they didn't total it. But, yeah, that car was my baby. It, it has stories. And, yeah, so um, that was the first time I ever had a car wreck. So, yeah, in the bowl. Phoenix out. In the bowl, Phoenix. In the bowl. Ooh, well, you got lucky on that one, it sounds like. Although, that's never fun, man. Have to do the work on the car. I hate that. Yeah. Whether you're paying some other dude to do it or whether you got to do it yourself. Either way, it's always a pain in the main vein, dude. It's like the opposite of this next caller. Dimitri from FPS Russia. Oh, hello, Dimitri. The, the gun show YouTube. Oh, yes. He has taught me all the Russian porn and weed that I will ever need. Ah, yes. This is FPS Russia, defunct YouTube channel. Okay. Now, PKA Podcast. (laughs) Papa Kilo Alpha. PKA. Podcast. Dimitri from PKA Russia. No relation to Kyle Myers on PKA. Yay. Anyway. Yeah, the Russian pot and pot in his 
a federal Georgia arrest. <laughs> Dumb son of a bitch. Hi. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Very nice, Dimitri. Well, I think that proves my earlier point. Uh, and I win a bet of some kind, certainly. And thank you for the call. Uh, this is the last one I got in the queue right here. You want to hear it? Yeah, let's hear it. Hello, it's the ghost of Fletcher. Whoa. From beyond the roadside grave. That's creepy. Oh. Hello. Hello, ghost of Fletcher. I'm kidding. Oh. I'm not dead. Oh, thank God. I survived. The first time I ever had a, a real car accident, it wasn't my fault. As they all say. <laughs> but it's true, it wasn't. I was in the left lane going straight. There was a car beside me in the right lane. I'm waiting. I'm at an intersection. My light turns green. I start to go. The car to my right, lucky for them, they don't go. They were too busy looking at their phone. Oh, geez. As I'm traveling, what direction? I don't know. I was going east. Uh, here comes a truck through the intersection, traveling north. Mm-hmm. Nails the uh, back corner of my car Aww. and uh, fucks it up, rips the bumper off, uh, breaks the uh, rear right transaxle. No. And um, fucked up the back door a little bit, too. You broke my little mirror. Managed to drive into a uh, jack-in-the-box parking lot and wave down top. Dude that was driving couldn't speak English. Oh, no. Um, wasn't a citizen. Somehow uh, didn't have a driver's, driver's license, but he had insurance. Oh, thank huh. goodness. So thanks, thankfully, his insurance covered all the damage to my car, and I got it fixed. Solid. That took quite a while. <laughs> and, um, yeah, uh, got it painted. It um, sold me some really high-quality purple heart rocket to the moon. Yes. Stuff. Very sticks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> got him. You gotta have a guy, man. You gotta have a guy. You gotta have a guy. You gotta have a guy who uh, can give you all of the emojis your heart can desire for the right price. <laughs> and only the DEA knows what they all mean. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got a bonus. All right, bonus. Slipping into the bowl. Right here. Bowlers. Hey, hey. Circus hey. Media. Circus Good Media. To be back with y'all in the bowl. Calling for the first time I ever was in a car crash, car wreck. Oh, my crashers. They weren't too wrecked. Wreckful. But uh, Ricky, first Ricky. time was when I was a senior in high school. I was just riding with my buddy, going to get some lunch, uh, riding shotgun in his car. And he just uh, wasn't paying attention. Uh, right on the main drag, ran right into somebody. Um, minor little fender bender, nothing too serious. And pull over, do the whole write up a report deal. Everything was okay. So call it a good day. Um, second time was my fault. Again, small little fender bender. Uh, late for uh, a work thing, trying to get there on time, and I thought the guy ahead of me had already turned right on red. He's kind of out of my field of view. I was waiting for my opportunity, and I saw it, and didn't really get back to looking back to the right before I hit the gas, and just boom, ran into him in a stoplight. So Dang. again, not too big a deal. Um, and that one, uh, we didn't even write up a report, which is nice because it was a work right. Very nice. Uh, but no damage to his vehicle, and I just had a little crack in mine. So. Not too bad, but uh, my third story here, sorry to make it a three-peat, but they're fairly short. Oh, it's all good. This one's my favorite because uh, this happened just this last summer, and it wasn't actually a car wreck, but it could have been. It was very, very close, and it was very, very close to a bad car wreck. So I was uh, with some friends up north at a music festival, and it was uh, the second night of three, and we were going back. uh, We carpooled in uh, one of the, the gals' trucks, big old... Dodge Ram with the brush guard on it and all that. And uh, we got out of there. We finally broke away from the pack. It takes forever to get out of the parking lot. 
and uh, everyone's just having a good time, uh, jamming up tunes. Um, yeah, and you know, I had a good time. I like to party, I like to hang out, but uh, party, I don't fuck party, around, uh, party, especially party. when when I'm in a vehicle. Um, even if I am in the back seat, so I was paying uh, pretty close attention. And uh, we come over the top of this hill. We start coming down. And we're coming up on a uh, an intersection with a stop sign. With about three cars stopped at the stop sign, and the driver is completely oblivious. And not only is she, but everyone else in the car is completely oblivious. And we're hauling 45, 50 miles an hour at these poor three cars sitting stopped at a stop sign. And thank goodness I was able to shout and get her attention, and she laid on the brakes, and we avoided a really shitty end to an otherwise great night. So, you know, when you're behind the wheel, don't fuck around. Great advice. Solid advice. Thank you, Circus Media. Sage advice. Yeah, don't fuck around. It's not the place or the time, man. No doubt about it. Well, thank you for sharing all those great uh, first times that you've ever been in car wrecks. And uh, we're looking at the list. We have a lot of different options. Of course, Chris was talking about the first time I ever shit my pants. As an adult. Like as an adult, yeah. That's a pretty good one. And uh, it seemed like he really had a story to tell, so I kind of feel like I should go with it. Yeah, I think we just go with it. Go with the so flow. We're going to go with it. We're going to go with it. All right. <laughs> sir, see, sir, you get your wish. First time I ever shit my pants, parentheses, as an adult. And that'll be next week's topic. And that means that uh, only one thing left to do, you know? Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Let's go bowling. So a woman was flying home from Europe with about $3,000 worth of Christmas gifts for her family. Ooh. Come to find out when she got her luggage, it had all been replaced with dog food. Oh, my God. you got to be kidding me. Not kidding. Not a joke. I don't even have a dog. Yeah, the only other thing in her luggage was shaving cream and an old T-shirt. Ah, they gave her the old switcheroo. Someone got her. And I say this is what you get for flying with Air France on flight <laughs> 334. Ooh, one so away. So close to 333. <laughs> one away. Yeah. Should have known better. But 33 is still in there. Yes. So, you know, always ch- check those numbers. <laughs> check your numbers. Got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. She had spent 11 days in Italy and stopped in Paris on her way home, picking up uh, some nice handbags. I guess, and uh, what else did she say? Anyway, she was a New Hampshire woman. Oof. That seems like it would have been difficult to swap someone's luggage like that, though. I don't know. Yeah, somebody really made the move. Yeah, unless they were working in the, you know, behind the scenes at the airport with the luggage and they had time to do that. Oh, an inside job. That's the only way I can see it happening, because otherwise you're pretty much holding your luggage in the airport until you put it down on the... uh, you know, you give it to the person up front at the yeah. desk, right? Or you, uh, <clears throat> do you put it on the conveyor belt when you're getting on the plane? No, you just pick it up there at the end. Yeah, yeah, you give it to the lady in the in the name tag. Yeah, behind the desk. Huh. She said there was a leather jacket she purchased for her 16 year old, and leather wristlet band purses to give to family and friends. Oh, so a man. bunch of leather. Her family was gonna look so cool. <sighs> nope. $3,000 worth of leather swapped with dog food. Certainly not $3,000 worth of dog food. Austin it makes a good point of why would the person put dog food in it, but maybe it's the whole switcheroo so you don't notice, like, you know, 
so they don't notice all that luggage is empty. It weighs down and it passes through the x-ray. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it seems like a strange thing to have on hand to make a swap, to make a steal move. Kind of weird. Very weird. So many questions. So maybe, few answers. Maybe dog is like, dog food's like cheap and easy to weigh, so you need a you need it to weigh a certain amount. Yeah. To not arouse suspicion. I don't know. The, I don't know. That's my best guess. The man. shaving cream and t-shirt is a little odd too. No doubt. Like why put other things in there? What's Just... the yeah? What... Also, can you fly with shaving cream? Well, if it's a checked bag, you know. Mm. Huh. Well, I wonder if it was a dog. The dog the... did. It. That's exactly what. The dog stole all the leather. Yeah, good for chewing. Like, these motherfuckers think they're looking cool in the leather jacket. No, that's mine now. Smells good, tasty treat. Here's some kibble for your trouble. Yes. <laughs> it's an upgrade from the kibble for the dog. Well, anyway, there was a cute story that the Associated Press came out with Uh-oh. for Christmas about a pair of brothers who have been re-gifting the same hard candy back and forth since 1987. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't run the story last year when it was the 33rd anniversary of this gift swap. No, they give us the 34th anniversary. Oh. Yeah, some... Uh, Just another one on top then. Yeah. Yeah, I guess one brother bought Frankfurt's uh, Santa's candy book with some fruit rolls in it back in 87. Gave it to his brother. Nice oh, yeah. little, uh, I don't know what to get you gift. And his brother was like, ew, gross, fruit rolls, I'm not going to eat that. Or, you know, hard candy, I'm not going to eat that. So he held on to it and was like, you know what, I'm going to give it back to him next year because he's not even going to remember that he gave it to me. But his brother totally did. And so now it's just a running joke. And I guess every year they've tried to get more and more creative with how they're going to present it to each other. So the gift really has become the presentation. Like once it was uh, put into Jello. And hand it over. Once it was sewn onto a teddy bear. Uh, I guess they've worked the sheriff's department into their gift giving scheme. Oh, Lord. I don't like the sounds of that. I don't either. Uh, once don't it involve was... the cops in your little pranks, okay? No. It's just not a great idea. Seriously. Uh, once it was placed on a silver platter at a restaurant. Um, but then it, what bums me out about the Associated Press reporting or lack thereof is they don't tell us how it was gifted this year. Oh, maybe. You build it up. Maybe they didn't quite give it before deadline. Tell us all these suggestions that people have given the brothers on social media. I don't care about the suggestions. I want to see the delivery. And in fact, you should have had a video of it. This is sloppy reporting. Gotta get them into an old theater. I don't know. You have some weird excuse. Who knows? And then... You go up on the catwalk and have it between your butt cheeks and then release it from your butt cheeks right directly (laughs) over him. It falls on his head. Boom, Merry Christmas. There it is this year. That is a clever delivery method. Yeah. I was thinking you could go the reverse jingle all the way and have Christmas carolers show up and they're singing. Uh, And uh, depending on uh, your mood, you could either be like, bah, humbug, stupid carolers, go away. Or you could be like, oh, yay, carolers. But then at the end, one of them grabs it and throws it through your glass window. And it's just like, <laughs> there's your hard candy, bro. Mm. I'll pay for the damages. <laughs> Yours is a little more violent way, but interesting nonetheless. Yeah, well, you know, Christmas. Oh, and Christmas. We did not get a white Christmas this year. Um, no, we did not. But, of course, our neighbors to the north uh, probably have. And a 33-year-old woman in Montreal is now dead. Thank <laughs> you.
after she got into a snowmobile accident, and then her rescuers came out on a snowmobile to save her, but oh, hit no. a moose. Oh my god. A very Canadian ending to a very Canadian life. Oh, rough. Oh, it just rained for cold acid up north. Snow raining. Carblands chimes in. Snow raining. But yeah, imagine that. That's Couldn't rough, get to you in time because they hit a moose. The snowmobiles take a beating, man. I'm telling you. R.I.P. This is a rough night on the lane so far, man. I'm telling you. I got I to gotta step it up a little. Yeah, you know, you get the sniffles sometimes. Uh, yeah, my balance is definitely off. <laughs> balance I can is tell. off. I'm not hitting Strength. my arrow in the release. Yeah. You got to watch those arrows, you know? Sometimes uh, I have to f- take a step to the left. <laughs> that always helps me. <laughs> uh, Iowa State University is using its giant 3D printer to manufacture homes in Hamburg, Iowa, which is a rural town that was severely damaged by flooding in 2019. Ooh, ooh. See how this rolls. Hey, there you go. I knew right when I hit the arrow it was going. Yeah, lined right up. Yeah, and finally found the pocket. Yeah, I guess the computer nozzle on this printer dispenses concrete and can build an entire house in a matter of days. That's very cool, man. Yeah. 3D print your concrete uh, foundation. That would be tight. Yeah, I love that. That's pretty neat. I would like to do that. So, that seems... I just said a click of a button. Click, a click of a button. Click of a button. And I bet you, you have to click a lot of shit beforehand. Oh, yeah. To design it and stuff. I'm sure you do have to do a lot of clicking. <laughs> Listen, I've printed several things in my day. There's not just one click involved. Well, you they know. always say one click. <laughs> yeah. You want to print it right, you need several clicks. Yeah, I got to clean the heads and all that good stuff. But I guess they're, uh, depending on how this goes, you know, they might take on more projects to create more affordable housing. In rural Iowa. Oh. So, 3D print your house. I like it. I wonder how much that giant 3D printer costs. Probably more than a house, is my guess. But it's just a guess. Oh, Florida man. Would it be Christmas without Florida man having a story? I don't think so. No way. What a way to end the year. The Florida man was pulled over uh, for drunk driving. Got caught with weed. He got a little citation for that and arrested. And then, of course, the cops start the old pat down, feel around. Dude had some drugs wrapped around his penis. Oh. But Florida man insists that they are not his. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This all happened around 4 a.m. on Christmas, I They think. probably aren't. It was some coke and meth. Wrapped yeah. up around his junk. Somebody else's for sure. Totally someone else's. But he wouldn't say who. No, 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 no. You know, intimate you arrangement. When, when somebody else's drugs are around your penis, dude, you're not just going to tell everybody what's going on there. Exactly. We live in a society. Yeah, have some manners and respect. Oh, Minnesota nuts coming back up now on the lanes. Because a woman living in Minnesota received a letter that was mailed to her address... 68 years ago from Copenhagen. Whoa. Whoa, indeed. Yeah, so uh, it was a birth announcement, and she figured she ought to find out who this is meant for. And she managed to find the granddaughter of the couple that the letter was addressed to. Turns out, yeah, it was uh, from the girl's parent, the woman. She's a woman now. It's been almost seven decades. 
It was uh, from her parents announcing the birth of her older brother. Yeah. Yeah, he just happened to pass away last August. So it was kind of a bittersweet moment for the family <clears throat> getting this birth announcement. Yeah, that's wild timing. Seven decades too late. It's wild timing. Yeah, I guess her dad was deployed to Germany when he was born. So kind of wondering where that letter was all those years. Yeah. yeah it was held up at customs. Weird. Very weird one. Yeah, very strange. Kind of strange, like the thought of exercise bikes in McDonald's. That's a thing? Yeah, C-Dubs posted this in the bowl chat last week. Oh, snap. And uh, turns out there's two locations in China testing it out, having these exercise bicycles in their McDonald's. And there was a video that showed a lady eating a cheeseburger while bicycling on it. God, this makes my stomach hurt. Did she have a little, like, uh, ketchup and mustard glob that, like, went down the side of her mouth while she's working out? It was kind of uh, far away, the video. That would have really made it. Can't really tell. I'm sure she does. In the corner of her mouth. A little ketchup. Ugh. Ugh. What are you doing? Look, if you care about staying healthy, you have come to the wrong place if you find yourself at Mickey D's. I'm telling you, the only way I'm doing that is if the staff will come and after I'm done munching munching my (laughs) burger, they bring me the fries and put them in my hand so I don't got to get down off the bike. I just keep pedaling, pedaling. Then they hand me the fries, pedaling. There's got to be some kind of a ketchup holder on the bike where you can just... Oh, just conveniently dip. Just get your dip on right there. Dip, dip. And then, of course, you need the uh, super-sized soda in a cup oh, holder. Oh, yes. Uh, to kind of quench your thirst, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how long it would take to burn off a McDonald's burger. I don't know how long it would take to need to shit your pants. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there on the exercise <laughs> Eating your Mickey D's. <laughs> we don't call them rectum rockets for nothing. Right. Yeah. That's now, according to the article, this bike generates electricity for the customers. Uh, you know, on the hamster wheel of the bike, running oh, nice. their little legs, generating electricity to charge their devices. Oh boy! <laughs> I was so, gonna say, you are you heating the-, the fryer? No, no, no. You're charging your devices. Oh, very yeah. cool. You're not even worried about your health. You're just worried about that battery. Hey, if I can spin my feet in a circle and my devices will charge. Whew. What a combo. What else do you need? That's like your whole life set out in front of you right there. Yes. What this, else do you need? This is part of McD's Upcycle for Good initiative. And depending on how it goes at these two stores in China, well, they might expand out and we could see exercise bicycles in the McDonald's. Makes me want to wipe my chin right now, man. Ugh. It makes my stomach hurt. Still, like I said, I mean, really, you just say McDonald's and my stomach already feels all, like all knotted up and yeah. like it just got a big ball of grease in it. You, you almost have like a reflex, reflex fart come on. Just Ugh. hearing it. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, you know who might like... be having a reflex fart? <laughs> Who's that? A herd of 60 goats in Pennsylvania. Oh, God. Whose owners are asking people to donate them they're Christmas trees. Oh? Yeah, I didn't know this, but Christmas trees provide antioxidants and nutrients for goats. Well, I'll be damned. And they act as a natural dewormer. So, beats sending them to a landfill if you can't, uh, you know, burn it. I haven't tested this on the board yet, or whatever. but I think we've earned it by now. <laughs> that was the Rebs uh, turkey. Oh, turkey. Turkey clip. Yeah. 
That was a goat, but you know, turkey goat. Turkey goat. It's a little tougher than regular goat or regular turkey. <laughs> but it gets the job done. <coughs> it gets the job done. Yeah, I've been hearing about... um in this, in this economy, that's all you can ask for. Pine tea? Pine needle tea? Oh, yeah. Wasn't that like the big natural coof thing at the very beginning when nobody knew nothing about anything? Rumors floating around. I feel like I remember rumors of like, you got to get the pine needle tea. The, when I first heard <laughs> about the pine needle tea was when um there was talks of people who got the jab shedding spike oh, protein. Oh, that's right. It was supposed to help protect you from... The other's jab. <laughs> I don't know, but it sounds good. And the spike protein. I like the smell of uh, pine trees, so. Yeah. I've never tried pine tea. Me neither. Needle tea. I'd try it. I'd try it. I'd try it. Yeah. Tried weird shit. Yeah. I'd try it. But would you try? With all kinds of weird shit. A seven foot tall Frosty the Doman sculpture. Uh. Bring it on. Yeah. Mancini's Bakery in the Pittsburgh area. They did it. They baked uh, Frosty the Stowman. Well, the Doughman. Frosty the Doughman got baked. On Christmas Eve. Yeah, Frosty the Doughman got baked. It's I'm true. being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. Literally. It's true. He was sculpted from Italian rolls and twists. And he weighs about 200 pounds. Wow, that's a lot of dough. That's a lot of dough. It took seven workers to lift Frosty in and out of the oven. But he looks good. Looks good, man. And finally, things that don't just look good but taste good too. A Japanese professor has created a TV screen you can taste. Whoa. Taste the TV. Tastes like shit. (laughs) Yeah. Right now, probably would. His creation uses a combination of 10 flavors that combine to make the flavor of the food you see on the screen. And, uh,. He says the technology can be used to give people who are unable to travel or unwilling to travel the ability to sample flavors from around the world. Okay. Interesting. Mm, Tastes like fish. (laughs) (laughs) I just picture sushi. I don't know why. I mean, what if there's just like a a glitch or a bad load on that technology? You know what I mean? Like you just get the oh. wrong taste, you know what I mean? There's like a taste calibration error. <laughs> it's just like the sushi tastes like cheeseburgers. Yeah. These cheeseburgers taste like onion rings. Just and the onion rings taste like uh, cancer. Tastes like dog food. <laughs> I mean, what if it's all bad? It could be. It could be. It seems like if you lick a screen enough, it's going <laughs> to it's going to fuck it up eventually, you know. Yeah, I'm not sure how this on a all... long enough timeline. Not sure how it technically there's, works there's no way where it ends good no no you ever looked at tv screen for the zaps no no <laughs> can't say i have uh i've never seen anything that compelling on tv that i had to look at uh yet yeah, though yeah. i mean yet you know yeah exactly there's still time give it time give it time and uh we might have our taste the tv screens here in the bowl but probably not i'm not really interested in investing my money in that well, uh, while I spend this week taking it easy and licking TV screens, I want to thank everybody so much for hanging out in the bowl, for all the support, and uh, we just appreciate it. We love you having you guys around, and we will be back at it. Same time, same place next Tuesday night. Till then, I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. May your bowls burn ever brighter.
a dumb place to keep balls. What? 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 Guys, probably a dancer. Your honor, I'm about to plead not guilty on the grounds that Obama legalized weed. They're fucking full of shit. I like fresh air, motherfucker.